I want to talk to you on the subject today, not now, not now. I want to read out of John 13, seven verses, verses one through seven. John 13, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew, everyone say when Jesus knew. When Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, I love this, he loved them unto the end. After supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, verse 3, Jesus knowing, can we say that together, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. He riseth from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself. And after that, I'm reading out of the King James Version, so there's a few ifs and stuff in there, but I want you to see the principle of this passage. After that, he poureth water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do, this is really important, the other morning, I believe it was Monday, in our morning prayer, I felt directed to this passage, I could not escape it. And it just continued to marinate in my heart over these last few days. I want you to see this. What I do, thou knowest, this is our subject, not now. What I'm doing, you don't know, you don't understand. But thou shalt know hereafter. When you look at this passage of Scripture, there's a lot of things that jump out to us. I think one of the first things, Pastor Matt, is just seeing the love of God. And I'm sure grateful for the love of God. He loved them unto the end. I'm so grateful for the love of God that Romans told us whether or not it was past, present, future, whether or not it's the heights or the depths, whether or not you face circumstance, creature, and there's nothing that can separate you and I from the love of God, and this passage says he loved them to the end. We also see that the Savior, if you would, models great serving. Serving. Part of that modeling some would go beyond even serving, and you would probably be able to use the words humility or being humble. That if you would, just want you to visualize this, Nathaniel, they're eating dinner. You know, maybe, maybe you've seen people do this before while they're eating. Or maybe even you before, you have, taken, you have taken a napkin or you have taken that cloth they give you and you have even put it down here, you know, over a pant leg or, and you have ate 
but you have kept this here. This is a lot of times part of eating. It's part of your dinner. They, they will often take napkins or material and they will wrap up that spoon, that fork, that knife, and they will sit it beside your plate. Jesus, if you would, I just want you to visualize the transition where he goes really from eating or being served to now he is going to humble himself and serve. Now I want you to notice that simply because sometimes if we're not careful, I think we can all start thinking that Christianity is just this. Feed me, Pastor Micah. I hope the message is good today. I hope you sing my favorite song. I hope the first impressions and the ushers and the kids check in in the cafe don't mess anything up because I drove 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes. I set my alarm. This is my day I could have slept in and enjoyed games and... And I came here and I want to make sure you feed me. Matter of fact, some people will actually quit church or transition or leave because they will say, I'm not being fed. Not being fed. Now, being fed is a good thing. You need to be fed to live. But I think Jesus is showing us that life is not just about being fed. It's not just about what's for dinner. The Bible said that they are having this supper, and in the middle of this, Jesus is modeling to them that, and I feel the Holy Spirit already. I've been so excited to share this. Jesus is modeling for them, just so you know, life is not always about this, and life is not always about this. There's going to be times that you need to take that material, and you need to humble yourself, and you need to say, but I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. Jesus in one instance would say the greatest of all is the servant of all. Maybe you serve your family, serve your spouse, serve your children. Maybe you are serving on assignment at your job. You are there right now as salt and light. You're not there just for a paycheck. You're there because he said, I need you to be there. And you will live a life that's not just showing up on Sunday saying, what's to eat today? What, what are you going to preach today? And that's good because we need to eat, but there are a lot of times in our lives where it won't be just this. It will be how can I help park a car? How can I help open a door? How can I help serve in a first impressions? How can I humble myself, whether it's in a church or a community or your own home? How can I serve others? Now, when we serve others, many times it can be very humbling. And Jesus is modeling that for us. I want to give a shout out to people who serve. Because you could think at times, you know, you and I may not say it, but, but you could think it. I'm reminded of people over the years who are coming up on 19 years old where, where I would say, hey, can you help us with 
And people have told me over the years, no, I'm an elder, I'm just a worship leader, I'm, you know, sometimes when we serve, it's not about if something is under you and I, you know, it's not about like, will you, will you help straighten the chairs and will you put tissues every third or fourth seat so someone doesn't have to go way down the aisle to get them, it'll just be closer. Those are some of the finite details that we'll often talk about that we want to have here. And it would be very easy. I, I see people here week after week that come in with Julie and will help clean. I just see them going around with their carts all the time. And most of you would never know them because it's like on a Tuesday or a, or a Friday morning or, or they're going around, they're just wiping down you know, the, the door handles and the doors and spraying cleaning stuff and wiping off cobwebs and dust. It, but it's not about, I, I've never stopped one of them in the hallway ever and said, hey, do you have a degree? How many years did you go to college and university? Who do you know that knows someone that knows someone? And how much money do they make? And what's the median income? Because I think all of us, when we enter into the kingdom, we set a lot of that stuff down and we don't come in with a lot of titles and we don't come in with with no pretension if you would we come in and we understand that we're all equal we're all level at the foot of the cross and if he didn't die for us and he didn't give his life for us we would be without hope and we would be far away so we come in and we say what can I do today can I give that smile or that handshake or that wave can I park a car can I check a child in what can I do today to serve and it spills over you might clap a hand you might raise your hands but in the presence of God we take on the spirit of a servant when you look at serving and you look at this story of foot washing Isaac will you bring me bring me this chair you look at foot washing I want you to see how this plays out thank you Isaac junior will you come up just for a moment Junior has been with me since since the beginning. We talk about how when the church was 30, 50, 100, he's going around with his little clipboard. We talk about how the dream team was basically the powers and the pelkies. But if you would, Junior, just sit here in the chair. Jesus, the Bible says he, he goes, I just want you to see it. He goes from this. He goes from this. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with eating. He goes from that to all of the sudden, Jesus, and it probably does catch them off guard. When you read it in the Gospels, I think they're all shocked what's happening. Like, what is going on right now? It's probably what Junior's thinking. Like, what is going on right now? I just want you to see that Jesus, chances are, you know, they have, they have sandals. You know, chances are there's dust, things from traveling. I just want you to see in the moment that Jesus he takes a basin and he takes water and he goes if you would from this from from eating now I am going to wash your feet and he begins to wash their feet and when you read in the Gospels they're caught off guard like, what are you doing washing our feet? And what I want you to notice is not just, not just the serving of our Savior. I want you to notice the conversation that takes place in this moment. I want you to notice the conversation that takes place 
in this scripture that I just read to you, thank you, Junior, that Simon Peter says to Jesus, if you would, what is happening right now? What is going on right now? And Jesus tells him something that I believe not only applies to this passage, I believe it applies to life. When Jesus tells him, I know, but you don't know. Verse 1, if we read it again, verse 1, and Jesus knowing. Verse 3, and Jesus knowing. Verse 7, but you don't know. God knows, but you don't know. When you look at this conversation of some things you won't know until later, I think in 2022, we live in an era, a time we could almost pride ourselves on it. You know, we have these phones where like, no, I'll just ask Siri. I'll just Google it where this generation has information at our fingertips. We either know or we're going to know pretty quick. There's many times where if we were honest, we want to be in the know. Maybe you would term, use terms like in the loop. I like to be in the loop. I like to know what's going on. Pastor Mike, I want to know what's going on in my job. I want to know what's going on in my business. I want to know what's going on in church. I want to know. And yet the reality is that I would venture to say that, that many times our faith is tested and tried not so much when we know But when we don't know, it's what I would call the unknown. This conversation right here is sharing with us the love of God, the care and concern of God, the importance of humility, and Jesus is also sharing with us, it's not just Simon Peter, story side, it's you and I, you're not always going to know what I'm doing. God, I feel the Holy Spirit for someone today. Simon, you're not always going to know. The unknown is the unspecified, the unrevealed, the secret, the hidden, the concealed, the obscure. The unknown can actually be dangerous and even scary. The unknown of, of maybe your job. That if you and I had a conversation right now, some people could be like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with my job. I feel like every week or every month stuff is changing. I don't really know what's happening. If you've ever faced the unknown of your health, you know, re recently I, I had some things even for me and just that waiting period of waiting for results where, where it's the unknown. Maybe, maybe you've had that in your life. The unknown of what your kids are doing. There's so many passcodes, face 
thumbprint numbers, what all this stuff. You know, half the time in social media, this is disappearing and this is going away. And if you have children, you can start thinking, I don't always know and that has a huge impact on marriage. We want to be in the know, right? So you can get your apps and life 360s and all this stuff. Like I'm going to track people and I just want to know what's going on. I've heard it said that if you have to sneak to do it, lie to cover it up or delete it to avoid being seen then you probably shouldn't be doing it but today my message is not so much the unknown in our relationships or kids I want in our final few minutes just for you to understand how that can actually spill over into your spirituality What do you do when in verse 7 you don't really know what God's doing in your life right now? He tells Simon Peter, I don't know it's, if it's from the ground up, but in this conversation, Simon is like, what's happening and he says something to Simon Peter that I just want us to apply in 2022. He tells him some things you're only going to know later. You don't know now, but you'll know after. And I've heard people over the years that will tell me, Pastor Micah, when I get to heaven, I've got some questions that I need to ask God. Have you ever heard that before? He's telling Simon, some things you're not going to know until later. You know, I, I would submit to you today that there's a lot of things we don't know. We, we, don't, we don't know our time, our investing even right now. There's, there's a lot of people who serve just today. They have no idea the impact of today. They probably came to a practice. They're getting their notes ready. They're singing alto or soprano, or maybe they're on one of the instruments, and they have no idea the impact of a song that could be three months out, three years out, maybe eternity, but they have no idea this service today, we're baptizing little children, eight years old, 13 years old. We have no idea at age 30, 40, 50 what's going to happen happen but in the moment you are serving right in the middle of the unknown the bucket goes by and you give your money the natural DNA I've had people that would say it I would give if I know where it's going well the reality is the bucket goes by we don't even know always where it's going you give money to convoy like Chan shared and before you know it it's in Kentucky it's in Illinois I saw this morning they had a thing they were doing in Kenya you don't really always know so you give money that supports a kids worker who is back in a nursery right now with a crying kid 
wanting to put their number up on the screen for you come to get them. And they're like, come on, Pastor Micah. Like, we're almost done. Five, ten minutes. Wrap this up. We don't really know that little baby 10, 20, 30 years from now where that baby is ending up. But somebody is serving on the other side of this building in the unknown. It's in the unknown. We're not always going to know. Author Elizabeth Elliot tells the story of Gladys Allward, unable as a young girl to accept the looks God had given her. She had two concerns, Gladys, when she was young. All of her friends had beautiful blonde hair. Hers was jet black. The second thing Gladys didn't like was that while all of her friends continued to grow, Gladys stopped after four feet plus, she, she stopped growing completely. For years, Gladys was very upset about that, felt it was unfair, life was unfair. But as an adult, God called her to be a missionary. And Gladys, it's recorded as she stood on the wharf in Shanghai looked at the people to whom God had called her, and Gladys said, and I'm quoting, every single one of them had jet black hair, and every one of them had stopped growing when I did. Gladys was recorded as saying, Lord God, you knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, how many times in our lives are we upset, frustrated, mad, disgruntled? What's going on? Maybe it's not stopping at four feet, whatever. Maybe it's not the color of your hair, but it could be the next hundred things in your life. And you're like, why God, how come? But there are some things, Simon Peter, that you're not going to understand until afterwards. But in the moment, you can't stop serving. You can't stop worshiping. You can't stop trusting. You can't stop believing just because you don't know. As we get ready to close, I think a fair question for all of us is how do I respond to the unknown? How do I respond to the unknown? Do I trust him, Proverbs 3? If I was to ask you right now, do you have something unknown in your life? If I was to ask that. How are you responding to the unknown? Are you waiting? Wait on you, Lord. You waiting? Or are you, are you trusting his timing? Are you resting? Are you worshiping? Are you serving? You know, so sometimes people will say, you know, when, when it comes to the serving, so some people will say, well, if God does this and God does that, and if God fixes this, then I'll come to church. Then I'll, that's not my question today. My question is not how will you respond when you know. My question is how will you respond when you don't know. Are you still giving? Are you committed? Are you positive? Are you optimistic? Are you full of faith? Are you leaning in? Or are you pulling away? Are you second guessing? Are you impatient? Are you irritable? 
Are you impulsive? Are you reactionary? Are you saying it's unfair or unjust? Do you want to take control back? You want to force your way? Are you fearful? Do you have worrying anxieties, thoughts, and emotions? You see, this conversation's a really important conversation. These conversations are not just, will you preach Pentecost? These conversations are not just, will you be part of planting churches all over? Simon, you have to understand that there's going to be times in your life where it's not just 3,000 getting saved in a day. Sometimes you're going to have no idea what's going on. And you have to trust me in the unknown. Philip Yancey said this, I have learned that faith means trusting in advance what will only make sense in reverse. When you read this passage of Scripture and we're getting ready to pray, but when you read this passage of Scripture, it could actually be a soul-searching moment for all of us. How am I responding to the unknown? But I... But I want you to understand as we get ready to pray that I think every one of us also needs to be reminded that this is a positive thing because verse 1 told us God knows. And verse 3 told us God knows. So if I ever find myself in a seat Maybe the seat's in my car. Maybe the seat's at my dinner table. Maybe the seat's in a prayer time. Maybe the seat's in your office. Maybe the seat is assessing and analyzing your bills, your responsibilities, whatever it is. Simon, if you ever find yourself in a seat where you don't know, what do you do? I remind myself, God knows. Because every single one of us will have chairs that we will sit in in our life where we will need to remind ourselves, God knows. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 1.5, it's talking about his life. God said, before I formed you in the womb, everyone say, I knew. Those of you that have quoted Jeremiah 29.11, think about what you have quoted before. That God says, I, I know the plans I have for you. How many's ever quoted that verse before? I know the plans. Who knows? Micah knows. Chad Gwinnett knows. Keaton Cooper knows. What's Jeremiah 29 11 say? God knows. Matthew 10, he knows the very hairs of our head. Psalm 1 6, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Psalm 69, 5, oh God, it is you who knows. Psalm 147, 4 and 5, he counts the number of the stars, gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength and his understanding is infinite. Or Isaiah 40, 28, have, uh, do you not know? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I sit in this seat. How about you? 
But, but, but don't you know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, not always ours, that's why I trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not. When I'm in this chair, I lean not on my own understanding, but I'm trusting God. God knows. God, I feel the Holy Spirit today. God knows. How are you at peace? How are you in rest? How are you trusting? Because God knows. Psalm 142, verse 3, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then, this is the psalmist, a man after God's own heart. You could be Simon Peter and preach Pentecost and have no idea what's going on. You could be David, a man after God's own heart, and say in my spirit, my heart, what in the world? But he reminds himself, you knew my path. How do I have peace today, Micah? Because God knows. You say, but 2022 and the news and every time I scroll social media and this politician and then someone told me that someone said, when you sit in this seat, if you're going to sit in this chair and say, I've got to know everything going on, every detail, every specific. There's sometimes you just have to stop with all of the madness and remind yourself, God knows. And I am a follower of God and I've given my life to God and God knows. Job said, if I go east, he's not there. If I go west, I do not find him. When he is at work in the north, I don't see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. But, but he knows the way that I take when he has tested me. I'm going to come out of it. Where is my peace? When I feel like it's unknown. In him. That's what I'm praying for for you today, parent. That's what I'm praying for you today, business owner. That's what I'm praying for you today, single person, college student. That's what I'm praying for you today. That when you face that unknown seed in your life, that you will be reminded, it's not just Jeremiah and David, it's not just Job or Simon Peter, it's you. To be reminded, God knows. Corey Tin Boom, one of my favorite quotes, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Maybe today you came in the room or you logged online and you're in verse 7. I don't know. I just don't know, Micah. I just, and the Holy Spirit is arresting your heart right now. Stop, stop. It's not only about if you and I know. It's about reminding ourselves of verse 1 and verse 3. God knows. It's about reminding ourselves that even when I don't see it, you're working. Right? I mean, that's not just a lyric. There's sometimes I'm in verse 7 and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But the good news is, 
He does. He does. His ways and thoughts are higher than ours. So as you close your eyes and give me the opportunity to pray with you at 15 minutes after 10. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you're in the greatest unknown there could ever be. If you have never said, Jesus, save me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life, the leader of my life. That's the greatest unknown that you and I will ever have. Sin. Not knowing what your eternity looks like. That's the unknown. I want to give you the opportunity today to say, Pastor Mike, I I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to have a God that knows all things. I want to have a God that will love me all the way to the end. I want to have that kind of a God in my life. And in this room and online, if that's you today and you would say, you know, I, I've been thinking maybe I had to get it all together to come to God. But today, I just want to bring all the pieces to him, even if I have no idea what's going on. I, here it all is, God, I want to give my life to you. I believe it's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Bible says if we believe, we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth, Jesus, Jesus, I want you to be God. I want you to be the Lord of my life, that he'll save us. When you and I repent, we turn from our sin. Bible says he'll forgive our sin. We watch person after person after person be, be baptized today. Something special about baptism, that washing away, that new creation, that fresh start, that beginning. Peter said, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus. He would fill us with his spirit. If you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, I hope today's your day. Like right now. That you're going to trust all the unknowns of your life to a known God. Why don't you talk to him right now? Come into my heart. Come into my life. Save me today. Save me today. For others in the room, maybe you've given your life to Christ, but if you were honest, you have some unknowns. Maybe it is about your job or your child or your spouse. Some of the things I shared, maybe it's something that I didn't necessarily say, but but it's resonating in your heart right now. You have some unknowns. I want to pray for you right now. If you would be bold enough just to slip up a hand and say, you know, I have some unknowns, Pastor Micah, but I want you to pray that I will trust God. Hands are going up all over the room. I want to trust God. Wow, there's hands going up all over the room. I want to trust God. I don't want to get caught up so much in verse 7 and what I don't know. I, I want to trust God knows. Thank you. Hands are still going up. God knows. Even when I don't see him. That doesn't mean he's not working. The shared parenting, your child, your health, all of these things, just, just because I don't see him working middle school and high school some of those decisions and choices you're making college students just because you don't see him working doesn't mean he's not working would you tell him right now i trust you jesus 
Would you let that come out of your mouth? Would you tell him, I trust you, Jesus? I trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I don't lean on my own understanding. I trust you today, God. I feel the Holy Spirit just breathing into the hearts of people today. I trust you, God. Come on, Waymaker. Come on, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. Even if I don't see it, I'm going to trust you're working. And I stir up faith today. I pray the Word of God is moving in the hearts and minds of people even right now. Trust God. Trust God. Even if I don't understand it until the end, I'm going to trust God in the middle. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you thankful for Jesus today? Can we stand all over the room and sing this out to him? You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when. Come on, Story Side. Sing it out to him today. You never.